What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us here over at the Faith the Hill podcast. Uh, unfortunately, it took a couple weeks off. A couple weeks ago, I somehow randomly got strep throat for the first time in a decade. So I didn't want to come over and get Paul and his girlfriend and their dog sick. Uh, and then last week, our episode got a little screwed up. So we weren't able to upload that one, unfortunately. But we're back. We're ready. Had a good day. We just came from a uh, wrestling convention, I guess you could call it. A bunch of meet and greets at our local mall. Uh, that was cool. Met a handful of cool wrestlers. Got to meet Kane. Paul's convinced that since the mask was on, it wasn't actually Glenn Jacobs. And uh, the more we talk about it, he might be right. But no, I, that's a very bold move. So it's definitely it was definitely Kane. It was definitely Kane. I wanted it because he had two masks on. Yeah, I felt bad. Like, I understood, like, the mask for your mouth because of COVID. Yeah, sure. But, like, why wear his actual mask? Like, it was warm in there. A giant wig, a thick, heavy mask. Like, I wouldn't want to do that. So, like, props to that dude for four hours wearing that thing. Unless he took it off after release. Which he might have. But I could also see him just wearing it yeah, good for job. four hours. Congratulations to Kane for wearing a mask. Yeah, but it's not just a normal mask. Congratulations honestly, to Kane for it... doing something he did for 25 years in WWE. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Was it 25 years? I don't know. It's close to it. Because what Paul didn't know, and I taught him a little fun fact today, Kane's first persona was not Kane. Glenn Jacobs' first persona was uh, as Isaac Yankman. Dr. Isaac Yankman. He was Jerry Lawler's personal dentist. So stupid. And uh, yeah, I didn't know about that. I actually, like, someone taught me about that when they were like, oh, Kane's coming to here. You should get one of those figures. I'm like, why? He's like, because that's who he used to be. I'm like, oh. Well, that's awkward. That was before I was alive, so I didn't know. Imagine going from Isaac Yankman, the dentist, to, like... Undertaker's brother. Literally one of the brothers of destruction, <laughs> Kane. Now, I, I would call that a glow-up. <laughs> like, saved, saved his career. Oh, that super saved his career. Especially because, like, looking at the figure, like, he just has, like, uh, the dental goggles on so they can look in your mouth. Like, the microscopic ones. So they can really see... Uh, and it's like he's how, in a white shirt. It's just, it looks so dumb. Is there any documentary or inter- interview as to like why they did like very career and job specific characters in the like 80s and 90s instead of just letting wrestlers be wrestlers? I'm sure. Is there a reason behind that? It was all for storylines. It's like what they do today, like how they have like managers and agents and like. You're right. We have Dr. Britt. We, we have a dog groomer now. We have a garbage man. We have a forest ranger. We have fast food worker characters. Oh, wait, we don't have any of that. We just have wrestlers being a character, but they're wrestlers. They occasionally, like, bring someone in that, like, has a role kind of like that. Usually it's, like, a lawyer. That's, like, the most common one, like a lawyer or a manager. But sometimes they bring people in like that. It's I think it's very infrequent now because, like, it was probably a storyline, like, due to, like, something happened to Jerry Lawler. And so he brought in his own personal private dentist, like... I couldn't tell you. That is literally from, I'm pretty sure, before I was born. If anything, it was the early 90s, and I was maybe a year. So I didn't look into it because... I still just don't understand why It's they the did most it. irrelevant storyline probably ever. If anybody knows why they did it, or have a comment as to if you like that they did it, let us know. Yeah, or if you want to just, like, come on and inform us. Like, I'll, I'll send you the invite to Zencaster, and uh, you can interview with us. And by interview, I mean tell us all about Dr. Isaac Yank- Yankman. Dentist MD or whatever Britt Baker says. She's Dr. MD or MD. DMD. DMD. I don't know. Dude, there's too many acronyms. I can't follow them all. But yeah, it was cool to meet him. I've been super excited to meet Kane for a very long time. So I really wish, like, he kind of had his mask off so you could, like, have seen him more. 
And also he had his, I think it was his team Hell No mask. So it wasn't like the most caney of masks. I know that, I don't know if we're allowed to, well, of course, we're allowed to say whatever. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those wrestlers didn't give a shit they were there. Yeah. A lot of them definitely. Not, a lot of those wrestlers did not want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, if you were on our Facebook page, I did post uh, all the pictures that I took with the wrestlers and the one of me Guess which Kane. ones didn't want to be there. If yeah, you guess it, right, <laughs> you'll win a picture of Ralph with a wrestler signed by Ralph. <laughs> signed by, I will get it happily off, signed by and Ralph. And I will, I, I will even do like a Skype call with you and be like, hi. Edit that out. <laughs> Dude, people want to talk to me. Not, not really, but uh, yeah, no, it was definitely awkward. I've dealt with this ever since I've kind of been in the convention thing. Like, you can see people that are like just vibe from them can tell like they didn't want to be there or they didn't really care, and it's like super unfortunate because like I don't know, like I don't want to say people should be humble. Like, you can feel however you want, but you know, people are paying you to like talk to you for like two minutes, like. Sure, it might not be a bunch of money, but like they still came out of their way to see you because they appreciate you for what you did. Like everyone there, like I appreciate them because they're in a business I love and they helped in some way, somewhere. Like whether it was helping someone else look good. Like we talked to Jim Duggan and he was just off telling us how oh I faced DiBiase and then Dusty Rhodes and then I remember fighting DiBiase's son and then Dusty's son and he's just going on like down the list of yeah, people. Jim Duggan was uh, an absolute pleasure. He's a great dude. Great he, I remember meeting him. I like I told him I met him like I think nine years ago, maybe ten, and he was a super nice dude then and he's a super nice dude now. And it, I kind of don't like the picture because like I told Paul like. Oh, yeah, when I met him last time, like, his hand just, like, swallowed mine. Like, it was giant. And when you look at the picture, I feel like I have a baby hand. Like, my hand just looks so small now compared to his. Like, dude's a big guy. But we did meet a couple people that were actually super nice. Like, we met uh, Michael Michael McGillicuddy, a.k.a. Curtis Ackle, a.k.a. whatever he might be going now in the indie scene. Yo, that dude's big. Like, I had to look up at him. On TV, I thought that dude was short. But then I had to look up at him to talk to him, and yeah, he was a pretty nice dude. He got shit on by the other people at the table making fun of him for his NXT days. <laughs> Is he on the indies? I'm pretty Why sure he, he got merchandise from WWE then. Because it's his picture. They probably like gave it to well, him years the way, ago. With the way WWE's going, if you're not with WWE, you can't. Yeah, use but that. they also they probably gave it to him like to do signings so long ago, and then they were like, "Yeah, you can keep it. We don't care." I think he's just retired. Maybe he's retired. I have no idea. Like, I know for a fact we haven't seen him in a while. I thought he got fired or yeah, maybe he retired. Oh, he was released. Yeah, I thought so. But they kept Bo Dallas. I'm pretty sure Bo Dallas is still under contract. Who cares? Which it was funny because I didn't see him because he was behind a pillar, but I saw Sim Caro. And I remember looking at Paul and just going, why does Sim Caro have a B-team shirt? And then all of a sudden this dude pulls down his face back. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Curtis Axel. (laughs) And I felt like such an idiot because I'm like, why is Sin Cara with that stupid shirt? And it was because that guy was there. So I, I kind of felt like a jerk a couple times because I saw people were like, who are you? Like, Alundra Blaze was there, and I was just like, oh, that's Kelly Kelly's mother. Yeah, I, I felt like a jerk. Like, oh, no, there's actually a super iconic female wrestler, and I just – I just didn't recognize well, she her. Wasn't, she, she wasn't at the table with any like merchandise or pictures. Well, so that table. one was weird. They were the only people that their merchandise was at like a different table. And like whenever you go somewhere, if you've never been to a convention, usually people have all their pictures and merchandise like around their table surrounding them so they could talk to you, show you, blah, blah, blah. Kelly Kelly, Candice Michelle, and Alondra Blaze were the only ones where their like merchandise were at a different table and you had to like go deal with their agent and then go up to them. 
So that, that one was a weird one. You know what? It was it was a good time though. But yeah, it Russ, was fun. We, have, we have two weeks of wrestling. We, we have a lots of weeks of so wrestling. So let's jump in. Luckily, to, there's let's jump not into something. I feel like a whole lot going on. Like it's all Survivor Series stuff. So it's like I don't know. Like so, something we were trying to talk about last episode, but got screwed up was the fact that like Survivor Series. I feel like it just isn't what it used to be. Like Survivor Series used to be super relevant. Like. Rated RKO versus what's it called? Uh, Degeneration X and stuff like that. Now it's just Raw versus SmackDown, and it's well, you know you know what I told you when we were driving up there today. I said I woke up today, and I don't know why, but the first thought I had waking up this morning was, do I even want to watch Survivor? Yeah, this is the first time. Like I kind of feel the same way. Like they just haven't done anything to like promote it really. Like they've been doing like the team qualifiers, but like. There was no invasion. There was no like the only thing we got was this past week was Drew randomly showed up on SmackDown to call out Roman saying, I'm gonna be facing you because I'm gonna beat Randy on Monday. Like that was the and it was yeah, weird. So for like, a, that for felt a, so forced. For a raw superstar to show up on SmackDown, get in the face of the biggest star in WWE right now and Roman Reigns, who's also the Universal Champion, and then main event that show leads me to believe that Drew McIntyre is going to beat Randy tomorrow, and then it's going to be Roman and Drew again at Survivor Series. Um, I'm much more into it now that Drew is face and Roman is heel, but I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I it could also be like – so the thing we talked about was, so as we know, tomorrow Randy's facing Drew for the title. Uh, it could be foreshadowing with the fact that since Drew showed up and talked to Roman that he could be winning, but I also feel like they could use this – as an excuse to have him lose, like uh, you could have Jay Uso show up and cost Drew the match, then causing it so we don't have Randy ver- or not Randy versus Drew, we don't have Drew versus Roman. So I feel like that's the only thing. Like maybe they were using it as a ploy to be able to have Drew not lose in like a clean way, so they can keep the title on Randy. I don't know. It, it was very weird. Like they're either hard foreshadowing or. I think they're going to use Jay or Roman to cost him the title match. And that's like the only thing I could come up with. Like, why else do that? I get, I could, I, I could definitely see that happening. Is WWE going to put that effort into it? Or are they just going to go with just like a traditional match that they think is going to entertain the fans, which I guess like Drew and Roman can do that. I also don't um, think they want Randy to lose like his first title defense. Like that would be kind of shocking. So like you just have, Either the Miz help, uh, since they've been doing that whole, uh, like, what they just did this past week. They had, like, Miz pretty much say, oh, I don't want to cash this in. Like, we want to become the tag team champs, me and John Morrison. And it's, like, could be a ploy, like a misdirection. Like, oh, yeah, no, we're we're not coming at you, Randy. We're going to go for these titles. But just always remember I have this contract and I can come anytime from now to WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, they could have the Miz interfere since, like, Drew interfered with his cash in. But right. I feel does like Miz, does Miz straight up cash in and then just get destroyed well, by Roman at I Survivor mean, just Series? To, just to have something happen in Survivor Series of substance. Again, this is the one pay per view I just don't care. Nothing of substance happens outside of like everybody like debuts or like returns at Survivor Series because there's nothing else really. Nah, going they on. stopped doing that for a while. No, I mean, I'm not saying every. Ralph, when I speak to you, yeah, I speak you in like, like generalities. I don't yeah, mean you're, you're right. Not generality to me is like it occasionally happens. Like, well, I mean, the, shield, the shield debuted at Survivor Series. Sting debuted at Survivor Series. Um, 
Nexus debuted at Survivor Series. Yeah, and the last one of those Didn't was they? Sting, which was what four or five years what I'm ago. Saying, like within the past decade, we've had three or four like major like debuts and stuff that happened at and was Survivor Series was Shield Survivor Series. Hundred percent. Yeah, they definitely were. were I they? could be wrong. I know Sting I'm... was, but Sting was relevant because it also helped with the authority angle. Which Sting was relevant because that. Sting. Well, yeah. Even though, like, some people just were like, "Who's that weird crow dude?" Yeah, that again. I've um, I've said it to you. I'm going to say it to our two fans who are. But also, this is <laughs> no, no. I, Sting should have been the biggest pop of all. That should have been the biggest pop in literal wrestling history. Possibly. I, I don't know if I agree the biggest, but it definitely should be top three at minimum. I will give you that. Him what, should finally... been, what should have been the biggest pop? I'm curious. Dude, there's a lot of things. No, that no, were no. Great. Say, you know what? We can do an awkward pause for you to think. Oh, you get to have an awkward pause to make me do stuff, but now I can't make awkward pauses. When did anymore. I have an awkward pause? I don't know. You're, you're forcing one right now, is what I'm saying. But when I try to force one, you're like, no, Ralph, we got to keep you on track. You can't derail. You can't do what no, you're doing. No, no, no. Not with awkward right pauses. Now. You derail because you can talk about literally anything and everything. Like, well, did you see the way. Uh, Carmella's shoes look today, and I was Dude, thinking wrestling saying, from the ropes, jumping off with those. Like what? <laughs> like I'm just saying, is like everyone gave Liv I'm Morgan kidding. so much crap when she came you, back from her vignettes, and was like, "Wow, way to be a Scarlet ripoff!" Like, oh, you look just For, like her. So it's funny. I used to see, I used Carmella as the first, literally, like, just the wrestler that popped into my mind, a random wrestler, and here you are, you're able to talk about something. Well, yeah, it's incredible. It but me. we have a show that we have to. If we had a producer, they'd be yelling at you. Because no, they because have to, we'd be getting rating. They have to because they're like, Ralph, you gotta kind of, we got there's a lot of things we want to talk about. Yeah, and I, we have a lot of minutes. We're only a couple minutes in. We have a lot of minutes. But like I, I gotta throw this out there because it annoys me, and I don't want to put it on Twitter because someone might actually see it. No one's gonna listen to this, so no one cares. I love Liv Morgan. Like, bro, I would date her anytime. She's the hottest woman I've like ever seen. But she got so much crap for coming back with her vignettes during the Lana thing, and everyone gave her crap for Scarlet and saying, "Oh, she looks like her." The problem but was, then look at Carmella. I legit think she went over to Scarlet and was like, "Hey, can I borrow this red one that you don't wear anymore?" No, the problem with Liv Morgan is that we all thought she was going to be Sister Abigail. Yes, everyone and the fans that. hyped themselves up into something that was never going to happen. Sure. So then they're a jerk and they're like, oh, way to be a Scarlet ripoff because they didn't get the hype they wanted. Yeah, right. Like, no, that's messed up. Every community Whereas, is Look at Scarlet. Like, or not Scarlet. Uh, Car- Carmella. I think Carmella was infinitely better as Carmella is money doing her thing. Sure, we haven't really seen anything of her since her return other than she just keeps kicking Sasha Banks in the face. But like, she literally, I'm 99% sure I saw Scarlet in that exact same outfit. At least a black one, maybe not a red one, but she definitely owns a black one of those outfits. But no one, I feel like, is talking about the internet about how Carmella looks just like Scarlet. But then Liv Morgan just got like crapped on a bunch, and I just like that. That annoyed me. I'm sorry. Like, I, like I, we'll see what happens with Carmella. But then this is the other thing we're just talking about Survivor Series, like how irrelevant it feels. Instead of getting Sasha and Oscar to kind of do promos and feud with each other. Sasha's been dealing with Bailey and Carmella, like yeah, because that's that's just a better storyline. Nobody wants to see Oscar and Sasha. For the I mean, I guess time. it's one of, you don't really. Yeah, they're gonna wrestle each other again, but but it just not, feels like they're picking random matches, throwing it together. Like there's no hundred percent. That's what they're doing. Yeah, but the yeah. last couple of years, like they invaded, and it was like yeah, all of like Team Raws together were again, banding though, to beat them. Like are, they're not doing things that. Things are time. different with the pandemic, and it's just it's it's different. It's yeah, but I don't even know if it's the pandemic this time. Like I think it's just the writing, like. They even had, uh, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. get back together reunion to do that. They had people come back to, like, okay, we're going to put our feud on hold for two weeks because we got to go whoop these other people that say they're better than us, and then we're going to come back and determine who's better between us. 
But instead, we're just like they're hyping up to Survivor Series, but we only like just finished some I of know. the match. Like that, we just finished the females teams this past I week. I just I can't wait to just get past Survivor Series because I'm just I don't like talking about yeah, it. Yeah, this one is just it's, it's just I just again it's just something I don't care about. It's another pay per view that's just one of the big four pay per views, so you feel obligated to watch it. But I just don't care. Like I said, it used to be great. Like we uh, like at one point they did Hogan and Ric Flair pick their own teams, and like they probably put a stipulation that I don't remember. They did rated RKO versus Degeneration X as like a storyline climax. Like Survivor yeah, Series, Randy Orton was a lone survivor, and Undertaker came back, and it was like insane. Like Randy looked like he looked like a go saw a ghost because he literally just burned the Undertaker alive like a month prior. Like so many relevant, insane things happen at Survivor Series, and now it's just they turned it into bragging rights. Bragging exactly. rights used to be Absolutely. Raw vs. SmackDown, we'll see who gets it. Now it's Survivor Series. They took the traditional five-man match, and they just used that. And it's like, they should just call it five-man Survivor Series then or something like that. Five-man So Survivor, then what could like, they say they bring back bragging rights? What could they just do with Survivor Series? Just make Bring it-, it back like it used to be. You have two people feuding that they do the traditional five-man. Like, we had Nexus vs. Uh, John Cena and his crew. I think it was like John Cena, Edge, R-Truth, Daniel Bryan, and... I think Dolph Ziggler was maybe the fifth one. Like it, when they did authority, they used it to determine if the authority gets kicked out or not. And they had the sting return. Like it was only just a few years ago when they used it for storylines. Now it's just brand supremacy, but it's like, I guess I've been fine with it the last couple of years. Cause they actually made it a storyline of brand versus brand last year. NXT invaded. They attacked everyone. They invaded NXT and it became a storyline right now. It's like the only cross promotion we've gotten was drew showing up on SmackDown. Other yeah. than that, everyone else is doing their own. They're fighting over the tag team titles on on Raw for the women's tag titles. Three different people want to go for the Raw tag team titles. Like SmackDown is still figuring out Bailey versus Sasha versus Carmella, and it's like th- the only thing going on with Survivor Series is the fact that there's qualifying match. And the only thing that they're actually building towards, hundred percent, Lana's going to be a, a sole survivor, and she's going to get a push as a face. She keeps getting destroyed by J- Nia Jax. She's gone through the table, what, eight times? She's going to be champion. I, honestly, I could see her being a champion within the next year. Like I'm here for it. I could see her potentially like riding this out, and if she gets the push that people, like I think they're hoping for, she could win the Royal Rumble and win at Mania. Like That could be the train they're looking to go towards. Uh, I think that's aggressive. Uh, yeah, but Vince is aggressive. I think that like Lana could win. From like some sort of fluke on like a Monday Night Raw or some like minor pay per view, but to win the Rumble, then to win WrestleMania, that is that is a big push. No, if that's where they're going, I don't know if I want her to win on a fluke because I just feel like weird. But like I feel like that's all they're doing with Lana is the fact like they're either going to bury her and she's the first one out, and she's just never going to be anything, and she should just accept the payday and go home, or she's the lone survivor and she's about to get a huge push as a face. Like what? Why else would they break her up in Natalia? All of a sudden, humble her up after she lost to Asuka. Constantly keep getting beat up by these two people and Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Like either they're hard punishing her for something, or they're setting her up for a big face push. And I think that's what's happening. And I I would bet money she's lone survivor this weekend or next week. Yeah, technically this weekend. Next weekend. It's the end of this weekend. So I, that's what yes. I expect with her, and that that would probably lead into not a tag title but a regular title. And honestly, something I think I would like as well is like her to make up for like maybe next Monday they have Dana and Mandy go for the tag titles again. But this time when she interferes, she actually helps them win it and like kind of make up for when she cost them the title. I can um, see that. Which is also weird because like 
they were about to lose, and then she helped, and then it's not her fault that the ref kept like like that one was really weird to me because like she helped and then didn't help all at the same time. So that one was a weird storyline to me. But I, I think she's about to get a huge push as a face. I could see her being champion, maybe twenty four seven champion. Oh, sorry, maybe our truth champion. No, yeah, just for our, just for our truth to win it back for the fifty seventh time. I'm so over our. I'm sorry, our truth. I love you. I've loved you for two decades. I am so over the twenty four seven title. It's just like that fiasco. Did you watch that fiasco for Monday night? Well, the seven way gauntlet. No, Cordy watches. That is fair. I, I am one of those. People. It, it actually, you know, it was funny because I think I texted you like, "What is this trash?" And the funny part was, I think it was because it was like ten fifteen, which means it was third hour of Raw, which means you were sleeping. And I was making bags. No, I, I make the effort to watch Raw, but again, it's really difficult to watch that show. Really, really. Is yeah, they have like one good segment watch. for every four bad segments. Again, it's just three hours is too much for a wrestling show where just nothing progresses and nothing's worth watching. And that's the issue. I think if it used to be good like it was, people wouldn't mind three hours if it was three hours of good content. Like I'm able to watch SmackDown every week. It's an easy watch. Yeah, SmackDown does just better. SmackDown is better, better for a while. It's an hour less. So, like, I, I don't, still don't think the hour has anything to do with it. I think it's all creative. No, I think like, the hour, the just hour has a lot ran. to do with it because, granted, it's on a Friday. So, like, people are, I, I'm just more, like, I can stay up till 10. A lot of people can stay up till 10 o'clock and be like, I don't have to work tomorrow. Whereas, like, on a Monday night, people are like, I'm not staying up till 11 p.m. when I have to work the next day just to watch this mediocre show. With nothing sure, that I, I still get on. that. But I feel like if it wasn't mediocre, people wouldn't feel as bad about staying up. The fact that it's mediocre is what makes you hate the third. I, I think I don't even think mediocre. Like it has to be great. It has to be consistently yeah. great, and it's just. Not. But I also I don't think it's just that hour. It's all three hours. Like I agree. So that one hour I don't think really makes. It's sense. just when you when you do when you do nothing in the first two hours. Why even have that third hour to just do more nothing? Yeah, I, how about I, do something in two hours? I don't disagree with you at all. I still think like if creative knew what they were doing and they had enough talent three hours is fine it's just the fact that they're not giving us like other than randy like we don't really got a lot going on we're getting a bunch of naya and shayna we're getting a bunch of random little things we're not getting any good content it's just like here's a bunch of filler because you're waiting for this one thing to happen it's like i always joke when people are like oh supernatural is nothing but filler and i'm like well technically every episode there's like two minutes that progresses the whole story and that's how I feel like Monday Night Raw is. Like 95% of it is filler, 5% of it's content. But it always has yeah. a little bit every week. If we could maybe switch those numbers and get 95% good content, 5% filler, I'd be okay with that. But like talking about 95% filler, like, yeah, they did a seven-way gauntlet match for a 24-7 title. Yo, it was just irrelevant. Who, who cares? Yeah. And the only thing that came out of it was it made me actually hate Tucker because he ends up winning the title, loses it, won it. He won it twice in the same night. I thought he was going to get the title, walk away, and maybe they were going to do something with him because for like the third week in a row, he had a different look, different like attitude. And I'm like, all right, maybe they'll do something. Instead, he tweets four years with heavy machinery, zero titles, two weeks on Raw, two titles. And I wanted to be like, I mean, that's, it was that's, the 24 7. But still, title. that's really good though to me because he's heel and won. So yeah, no, that was a great tweet to, to make me hate him. But I was just like, dude, how are you bragging about that? That's like. Me bragging, I just ate 10 tacos in five minutes. Like, sh- so many people can do that. Like, dude, <laughs> a, a NASCAR driver won the 24-7 title. And a basketball player. New and sportscasters. News like, okay, cool. You won the thing twice that R-Truth had 47,000 times. Like, 
I it just I that that tweet definitely annoyed me. It made me actually do hate him. So that's the whole. Point that's probably what something. they were going for. But I was like, dude, they should never have broke you up. I'm still mad by that. Uh, Otis is doing great. They awkwardly kind of put him with Dolph Ziggler again, but he got to beat the crap out of Dolph Ziggler. So new music, new look. I'm hoping that means maybe he gets a, a IC title run down the run. I don't think he's going to do anything else ever again now. Like that's the best I... he can do. Like, I don't even have anything to really say. Like, that. at least, like, when they know. broke up Enzo and Big Cast, they had big hopes. They were like, yo, Enzo, we need you to go make Cruiserweight Division relevant. We need you to go make people watch 205 Live because you're just eye-catching. Big Cast, we have big hopes for you. Like, obviously, one of those two worked out, but they had plans for both of them. And I just feel like with Heavy Machinery, they were like, yeah, we're just going to break you guys up. Yeah, but like they didn't have singles potential. Those two had singles potential beforehand. So I just I hate the fact that they split those two up. I will always hate it. I'll probably complain about it every episode for the next eight years because <laughs> it's one of the worst decisions they ever made. But talking about teams, we finally yeah, like I said a couple times, the women's teams are now done for Survivor Series, and I gotta say I are the women's I, on Smack. Yes, they just finished it this past Friday because uh, my girl Liv Morgan. Was the no, fifth and still, final? No, she wasn't. Yeah, she there's was. Still three slots. No, they filled it all up. The first week they uh, qualified uh, Bianca Belair and oh my god, I can't remember who the second one was. Uh, Bianca Belair. They did two matches, two matches, and they just did the final one this past week uh, because Riot Squad's on it. Ruby Riot mm-hmm. won last week. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I took a bite of a taco. Because Chelsea Green debuted. Yeah, and she got injured this past week. Right, but they during said the that, Fatal Four Way that Liv Morgan won. Because they're but people were expecting Chelsea Green to win the next week. So um, there's definitely more spots. Well, either way, she's definitely not winning because she broke her wrist. Right, but I don't. Uh, okay, Survivor Series 2020, uh, Team Raw. You have oh yeah, I could have swore there were more because nope. Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan. I, I could have swore because they have two more slots are going to fill this right. I could have swore because they've already they filled up Team Raw first week because why not? They were like, we're going to pick two tag teams in Lana. That was just weird. Like, out of all the potential, like. Oh, Raw, what? something's going to happen where, like, the tag teams go at each other and Lana gets in the middle. It's just, it's clear as day. Yeah, but I could see that happening, like, the following week. Like, they're going to do it this Monday and, like, split up the teams or something. I, I think we're going to go into it, and it's going to be Dana Brooke, Mandy Rose, Shayna, and Nia kind of cost each other everything. Like, they because they get in a feud Sunday at Survivor Series, which causes one or two of them to get eliminated, which is how uh, Lana is going to be the lone survivor. Because the people on SmackDown are going to work as a team. Sure. Because so far, three of our five members of SmackDown were literally a team. Like Fair. they, the three of them work together for a hot minute, uh, so like that's obviously going to work. I don't know who the other two are going to be. Like maybe is Lacey Evans on SmackDown or Raw? She's on SmackDown, right? I think Natalia's going to be one. Uh, Natalia could be. Like that wouldn't be shocking. She's been part of like every Survivor Series ever, ever since she's been a part of it, which makes sense. Like the Hart family in the Survivor Series is pretty relevant. Uh, we did finish off Team Raw with uh. Formerly known as Matt Riddle, now just Riddle, and yeah, because Paul had decided to eat in the middle of this. We're Dumbest, gonna have a weird pause. No, it's, there it is. Who cares? Pauses happen. <laughs> Listen to other podcasts when you're having a conversation. Sometimes a pause happens. It's okay. Yeah, but this is a pause for food. Mm-hmm. Well, boys got to eat. This pause you know. I'm yeah. Now all these words. The changing the Matt Riddle name is like what's the point? So Matt Riddle's his real name. We we didn't call John Cena Cena. We didn't call Randy Orton Orton. What's the point of calling a guy Riddle? 
What do you call Jeff Hardy? Hardy. So what's the point? Uh, like I told you, I think it was just like the announcers got lazy and they didn't say Matt Riddle. They just kept saying Riddle to the point where Vince was like, yeah, we're just going to call him Riddle. Like that's all I can come up with. Vince can't be that dumb. Can't he though? Can't like, he? I guess maybe dumb's the wrong word, but like I guess dumb enough to believe that that's something that is a good idea. But then again, we see what Vince has done for X amount of years anyway, so I'm not shocked. But like out of all the, the guys who shorten the name, didn't they just go back to Mustafa Ali? No, that's different. That one's actually a big controversy right now in the fandom uh, because he's pronouncing it differently. He's still Mustafa Ali, but he's actually no longer Mustafa Ali. Because uh, that's someone I was also going to Mufasa? No, he's Mustafa. It's uh, Mustafa. What am I missing? Wait, that's the same name. Mustafa, Mustafa. You're hearing the same name there. Mustafa. Right, but it's Mustafa. So what's the relevance? It's you're changing the pronunciation of one word, one one syllable yeah. slightly. How's that a big deal in the family? Because people actually like private messaged Tom Phillips and gave him shit for mispronouncing his name oh, and like called him an that, idiot. That's, those people are stupid. Yeah, but there was a bunch of people because like it did throw me off because I was like, why is he all of a sudden like ch- like changing the name? Which he's actually using it as an angle because someone like I think did a mini interview and asked him like, or he tweeted about it saying like he fought so hard to get his name and now he's fighting to pronounce it properly. So like it was Mustafa, who, or Mustafa I should say, he's the one who started it, and Tom Phillips actually replied to the person in the DM and then tweeted his screenshot, which I was like, yeah, that's professional AF. And he was just like, hey, I'm just respecting the wishes of the talent. That's how he wants to pronounce it. So that's what I'm doing. And I'm like, bro, sure, you're you're so professional. It's insane. But it did throw me off because I was like, why didn't Mustafa Ali just randomly like change the pronunciation? Mind you, we're arguing over saying Mustafa or Mustafa. But for the past year and a half, we had to call Chad Gable Shorty G. And now he's back to Gable. So fuck these stupid He might even be Gable. He might not be Chad Gable. We don't know. We'll find out in a week. Never thought I'd say I want Jason Jordan. Dude, did you not see what happened on Friday night? I must have changed the channel. Dude, he, uh, Chad Gable showed up and handed Otis a pamphlet for like Alpha Mountain oh, training did, or something did, like that. I did see it that. It had something to do with Alpha though, though. So it could be a hint that, you know, maybe we're going to get American Alpha back, which I'd be hyped on that. Like, or, I still say tag team divisions are great. WWE needs to just not wait, wait, do you them up. We're going to get American Alpha back or. Chad Gable and Otis as the no, 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 no. If they break up heavy machinery just to put him with Chad Gable, I will be so mad. Like, I mean, the I'm only be... tag team Chad Gable should get put with is American Alpha. If not, let You're him right. Him, be... him and Shelton Benjamin was that was sarcasm. It was they were fine. It was fine, but that was also just force. Like they were like, "Oh, Jason Jordan, you're over here. You're going to get a singles push." Chad Gable. And then he won the title with Seth Rollins. We forgot to do – what do we do with you? Oh, Shelton Benjamin, you just came back. Yeah, guys, I would love to go for the IC title again. Maybe one run as the champion. Nah, dude, we're going to give you Chad Gable and you're a tag team. And you're not going to win the title together. Like, what? Like, that had potential. And they it literally felt like they put all the focus on Jason Jordan and then was like, shit, Chad Gable. Like, Chad Gable showed up to work that they were like, oh, yeah, we still have you. Uh – Shelton Benjamin, like I was so hyped for Shelton Benjamin to came back, and he got such a lackluster like debut. Like he just walked into the GM's office and gets put in a tag team. Like that's his return. They said they they don't know what to do with Chad Gable because he doesn't have the look that is pushable in Vince's eyes. Which is weird because they push Apollo Creed, but I actually like Chad Gable better. Apollo Cruz, I like Apollo Cruz is fine. I think Chad Gable's better. Chad Gable's a lot better, but it's because he's. 
like the fact that they called him Shorty G for so long is just really a reflection of what they think of him. And I think that Shorty, a lot of people think Shorty G is a fantastic wrestler. He's a great in-ring performer, but because he's not six foot six, 300 pounds, he's never going to get a push. So they just keep putting him with tag team after tag team after tag team. Like he was, he was with Robert Roode, Bobby Roode. He was, he won a title with Bobby Roode. Yeah. You don't see, you don't even remember. He won a title with Bobby. Dude, that was probably like three years ago. Was that after the Shelton thing? It was like a year and a half, two years ago. Dude, he's not been with Dolph Ziggler for almost two years now. I no, they definitely won the Raw Tag Team titles together, and they beat or they they with the Revival or something. I think they might have even maybe. Yeah, they uh, versus the Revival Raw Tag Team. So, January of 2019. So it's like if Chad Gable wants to just be in the business, he just needs to fortunately accept. Oh, I remember. They wore the matching robes now that I see the picture. Right. Yeah, they did win the Raw. So that must have been right before Robert Roode. It was the shakeup. He went back to SmackDown, got put with Dolph Ziggler, I think. It was before Bobby Roode went and like, became a heel again. And then became heel. And who cares? I like Bobby Roode, but who cares? He, ah, dude, his glory days are gone. Like, Glorious. He is glorious. He was great over an impact. He was great on NXT. And yet again, he just fell to the curse that is the call up for NXT. Ooh, like speaking of curses. Dude, there's oh my god, no, why did I use that stupid word? Speaking of I just curses. want to let people know that was literally not a ploy to like lead into where it's going, because I'm about to hate the next segment. Paul already knows it. Speaking but that's that was now. an accidental thing. I used the word curse because we have said multiple times. It is like almost a career-ending sentence if you go from NXT to the main roster. If you're not one of the ten people that succeed, you just fail. Now we got to talk about a stupid curse they brought up, and it makes me so annoyed. So we're gonna switch over from Survivor Series, and we're gonna talk about NXT. We're gonna talk about the stupidity. So if you watched NXT last week, like a lot of people did, Everyone a lot was. of people were very happy. Like. I don't know. Like, the only thing – okay, so to lead into it, we're talking about Johnny Gargano is the first ever two-time North American champion, and he He's was, also never defended a title. He has never – like, they didn't even defend the tag titles? No. Did they, uh, like, literally just lose it immediately? Yes. Like, that one I thought they at least, like, retained it once, but, like, I, I guess I just never noticed that he did lose all of his titles in the first defense. I guess I just never noticed that. Because he puts like, on such good matches. I think also all of his titles where, were so meaningful. Right. Like every title he's won, I guess except for this one, was like you had so much emotion behind every it. Every title he's won has been at TakeOver. And his matches have been like insane. Yeah, that's so why it's they call him Johnny Takeover. Exactly. So him winning it is overshadowed, like him defending it. His defending is overshadowed. Sure, yeah. Because basically... like that made it sound like his losing was more relevant than his well, winning. His losing is more relevant than his winning. Because we have a continued storyline. Yeah, we oh have so God. many storylines that are going it's based off the fact that Johnny Gargano cannot defend a title. Yeah, so now there is the curse of Johnny Gargano. So, first, no, no, what he did, he brought another wheel out. Because he he's the king wheels. of the wheels. The wheels love he him. He loves wheels. And he had all the like big names. Big names. And he Damian was, Priest, yeah, all of them. He was going to spin it, and whatever name it landed on was the who was going to come out and challenge him for the North American title. And he had like... He wrote one name on like a sheet of loose leaf paper and, s- and taped it on to one of the. And not even like a proper square. Like it looked like he ripped it, it out of a notebook. Yeah, it was great. And that name was the the great and almighty Leon Ruff. <laughs> the great and almighty. So clearly it was rigged. What do you know? The wheel landed on Leon Ruff. 
Here comes out this little scrawny, like Leon Ross is a tiny compared guy. to Johnny Gargano. He's like he t- might be a little yeah. taller, but that dude is skin and bone. And they even use that. And like, oh my god, he is so tiny. But man, Leon Ruff is is so much fun to watch. He's so he's a breath of fresh air. Guy's so happy to be there. You gotta love Leon Ruff. I, I never watched him in the Indies. But apparently he was very, very good. Yeah, no, he's definitely, like, one of those guys we talk about, like, 205, that, like, can do a lot of great things, but, so, like, he shouldn't be in the main card because he can't really, like, step up with these people, but then... So what would you all do if I told you that Leon Ruff beat Johnny Gargano, virtual no-name, not even verified on Twitter, Leon Ruff <laughs> is the new North American champion. Dude, that... For, and I will say, so... That the, the crucifix pin that he used was flawless. Like, here's the thing. Everybody's like, who's Leon Ruff? Like, well, it doesn't matter who he is. Clearly, this dude's immensely talented. That pin was exceptional. Uh, the incredible athleticism. And we can mention what kind of happened to Johnny Gargano during the match, but Leon Ruff is the beat Johnny Gargano for the North American title. Yeah, like- I, I popped. I looked at my girlfriend and I'm just like, what? She didn't know understand what was happening, but I'm just, I needed to look at somebody. Yeah. I needed to pop with somebody. I, I was watching the next day because USA didn't want to work at work for some reason. Yeah, maybe but, you should just work at work. Yeah, I do. But I also watch TV. I listen. Because one of the things I say, especially with sports, and I think WWE kind of needs to get better at it. NXT is the only one I think that's really good at it. That properly commentate. And to me, properly commentating is saying what's happening in the match while also giving some information. Not let's talk about what this person's been doing for the past month and their rivalries and occasionally call a move. Like that's what I feel happens a lot on Raw and SmackDown is they get into the gossip a lot. If you don't mention a wrestler is trying to build momentum, are you even a wrestling commentator in WWE? <laughs> like – it's just whereas I feel like Morrow, I loved him because he was like, "Let's call moves." Way Barrett love, and the other, they call moves. Morrow, I him. love. Ozzy. I really like. I, I hope he's great, Morrow. If you somehow ever hear this, I love oh, you. Wow. You're one of my two favorites. Like, if I could ever have you and Joey Styles call a match, whoo, that could be the greatest match ever, or yeah. greatest commentated match ever. Like, it could be the worst match ever. It could be one of the Japanese. The wrestler faces the the blow up doll, and it'll still be the greatest commentated match of all time. So. Like it's great, and I think NXT is good at actually calling matches. And certain yeah, people like, lost his mind when like, Leon won the title. Yeah, awesome. like Samoa Joe and Corey Graves, I feel are good at calling matches because maybe because they were wrestlers, they know moves, they know it better. And I just feel like Michael Cole really gets into the gossip part. Like he does call matches, but I don't know. They they get into a lot of storytelling, and I'm like, okay, but what's going on in the match? Like if I'm not watching, I don't know what's going on. And I feel like all sports, you should be able to listen without watching and know what's going on. Well, I mean, again, it's commentating a UFC or a boxing match or MMA match is different than like a scripted wrestling match where a lot of times you can't quite call the moves because there's rest holds, there's setting up moves, there's... Yeah, and yeah. that's where you interject your little information. Just like, oh, the pitch isn't going out yet, so let's let me uh, yeah, that's what they give do, you this yeah. little stats in their fact. Oh, pitch just came in, high right, high left, mid center, curveball. They give you play by play, and then interject with storyline. Whereas I feel like eight moves could happen in WWE, and they'll finally announce the last how, move. How are we? How did we stop talking about? Well, because we're getting we got into commentators. We're gonna get we're swinging it all back. We around. We need to talk about the that's what's so, important. Swinging it back around. What Paul was gonna uh, either way. I'm just gonna end with <laughs> NXT commentators are always phenomenal. Yes, I think sometimes SmackDown are all good. Beth Phoenix to too, great. Yeah, Everybody oh, in she's NXT's been awesome. real great. Uh, swinging it back around. The little thing that he said did kind of happen was Damian Priest was ringside, and you could say like 
threw Johnny off his game. Yeah. Which either way, that probably did help. But the big thing was uh, Leon Ruff randomly just wins. And I told you that he took the, the crucifix pin was awesome. It was the one thing I want, and I saw someone put online, and I actually I think this would be the only way I'd love it is not so much fluke, but if he keeps like luckily winning his matches over and over, like he's the luckiest guy. Like, he survives. Like, how else can you justify, like, uh, but the, he beating Damian Priest? No. Well, never. Here's the thing. We don't, you know, we can justify him beating Johnny Gargano. It happened. Yeah. It was good. And that's and what I'm saying. Like, these, like, lucky kind of wins. Like, say they come off, like, a huge turnbuckle or something. And, like, he just kind of, like, falls on top of them and sure, gets the pin. Like, sure. if those things keep happening, I think it would be fine. Well, we don't want to like, take too much away from the wrestler. Like, no. Like, he puts on great matches. But I just feel like. Well, let's. Hold on. What did you see, though, when. He, oh when Damian Priest, so Leon Ruff is so small and lanky. They put they they wrap the belt around him, and he, Damian, Damian Priest, Priest raises his hand, and the belt just falls. Did you see Triple H's picture? Yeah, it was hilarious. His belt was at his oh ankle. Oh my god, belt's like at that, his ankle. It's awesome. Like I, I think they even had it as small as they possibly could. That probably wasn't even a joke. It probably just happened, and they were like, "Yo, we're using this. <laughs> like this is a new thing. Like I bet you Damian Priest put it around Leon Ruff's waist, and it just dropped, and he was like." Bro, what? And then, yeah, Triple H took his uh, traditional, I'm going to take a photo with the new champion, and the title's around his ankles again. And Triple H went with it, just like when, uh, I think they said the picture with him and the hot tub was, like, spontaneous with him and Damian Priest when Damian Priest mm-hmm. was celebrating. Mm-hmm. Like, they did that promo, and Damian Priest was like, yo, why don't we take the picture like this? And Triple H was like, yo, I'm in on that. And he thought it was great. So... Yeah, I think Triple H loves going with the storyline, and so he was like, yo, put that title back around your ankles. <laughs> Let's get this photo. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I, Speaking of NXT, well, before we move on, we mentioned it on our last episode that wasn't able to get up at all. If you didn't watch Walter and Ilya Dragunov, go watch it. The NXT UK is always Excellent, great. excellent match. I think they're super underrated. Masterpiece. That brand's underrated, 100%. Absolutely. NXT UK puts on phenomenal matches. They have great wrestlers. Um... Uh, and one thing we did talk about, I thought it was very weird that, like, NXT UK kind of invaded NXT because now we have Pete Dune and Tony Storm in NXT. Well, they're, they're too big for NXT UK. Yeah, I guess. I guess I just felt like it was weird because I feel like they had enough women in the division and they could have used Tony Storm over in UK, but... No, they Tony Storm is a big enough star and a big enough wrestler where you want her on the marquee show. Yeah, and I feel like you also kind of want to use her as a draw. Like, you want people to start watching NXT UK again? Like, they had Pete Dune on it, like, the first or second week, and then it's he came back over kind once of, Travel right. was... I get what you're saying, but it's kind of a, like, catch-22 almost. We're like, sure, how much is Tony Storm really going to draw That's fair. in like, NXT UK, where she can, like, actually come where there's plenty more eyes and just build herself? I think Tony Storm was a good pull. Like, she's most likely going to be... Cha- she might even be the one that takes down Io Shirai. Like, she's building up to a big... I think it would be better if she took her from Rhea... Since they could continue that, but I think it would also like down the road you have her beat Io Shirai, have her defend a few times, and have Rhea finally conquer her to get her title back. Like that could be a good like kind of rocky story. Like it's a good payoff for Rhea. Yeah, and like it still like wouldn't hurt Tony Storm. Like she would go on to defeat a bunch of people, and then like it's just a triumphant story for Rhea Ripley, and they could like show respect, shake hands, hug it out at the end of the match, and just both look like good sportsmanship. And you know. Tony Storm has been putting on great matches since she returned. She's, I think she's great. I was a little shocked when she showed up at the last NXT pay-per-view because I just didn't expect her to come over to the show. Uh, but it's definitely great that she's been there. She put on a great match with Shotzi Blackheart. I love Shotzi Blackheart. I think she's phenomenal. Definitely 
brought a tear to my eye when like her reaction was solid when her tank got destroyed mm-hmm. by Candice LeRae. She she sold that very well. I, I think we're about to get a interesting storyline with her and Candace where it's just going to end with Shotzi really getting over and like beating the bad guy. Yeah, that's kind of the only way that story can go. Yeah, like the most shocking thing out of all of it was the fact that uh, I guess it wasn't even shocking. They did reveal I don't know if it was one of two or just one of the people that was in the scream mask and it was uh oh my god I feel so bad that I can't remember her name now. That's another up and comer that's just kind of getting taken under Candace LeRae's wing to probably help her. Uh, I feel so bad that I can't remember her name and I'm not going to even think of it. Uh, it's one of the new up and comers. She's a rookie. She's only been there for a few months. She's had like one or two matches. Uh, so I thought that was weird. Like, I don't know. I guess like Candice Array kind of has her own Raquel Gonzalez now and we'll see where that goes. Like, I feel like Candice has just like missed the boat so much. Like she should have won one of the last two title matches. Now she's just a, I feel like a jobber and like, she deserves more than a jobber. She she should have just gone back to face. And she's, I guess, maybe the gatekeeper of the women's division. In yeah, NXT. I guess. Uh, to, yeah, I could see that. Like she'll always be relevant. She'll always be in a storyline. But I mean, how long has she been in NXT? She's never held a title. Yeah. So like it's insane. That's, I, that's why I really thought she was going to win it, especially like when someone got involved to help her. And the fact that she still didn't win, I felt like that was a sign. Like she's never going to win the title. Like she's going to be there to put on great matches, help put over talent. I, I would be shocked if she ever got the title at this point. I think the only way she gets a title is if she somehow gets called up to the main card. And I feel like she should easily, she could easily eclipse some of the talent on Raw and SmackDown. No, I hard disagree. I don't see Candice LeRae beating any of, I no, I just hard, hard disagree with that. Like she's very tiny. She's not great at promos. A lot of them are tiny. And it's a hard sell for them to be like she's never won anything in NXT and now here she is beating Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch. Like we also just, remember Charlotte and Becky aren't there. Like she could okay, be so Mandy, again, I'm using, she could be Carmella. I'm trying to use an example. Of, yeah, but I mean like if we're like only using the two champions, then a lot of people shouldn't be there. But if you take out uh Sasha and Asuka, like look at all the other women that are in the division, like Sure, uh, she shouldn't beat Shayna. No, I, like, th- I don't think a lot of people should beat Shayna. But if you look at the rest of the women's division, I feel like she should win a lot I, of those matches. I think Candice LeRae, like, I, I, I think she'll win one title. Just to, like, say she's held a belt in WWE, I feel like maybe they just, like, owe it to her. So I think they'll give her a very short title run down the road. But she's been with NXT for th- two years, well, maybe three. Longer than that. And there's, there's um, to me, I could be, you know, it's an opinion. But there's no way you can get Candice LeRae on that main roster and sell her as somebody that I, I it's, they've they've made it so that Candice LeRae is like not a legitimate contender. Oh, she's also older than I thought. Thirties? Or- she's 30, 35. Yeah, so she's she's not I, young. I wouldn't have guessed that she was thirty five. You know, so I would I, guess like late twenties. Candice LeRae in the oh, main twenty seventeen ro- WWE. So yeah, she's yeah. been there for three years. Candice LeRae in the main roster could beat all the like women, the mid card women. I could believe that, but. Again, like, I mean, you'd have to have, like, it, if you have to have some mid-carder become champion on Raw or SmackDown just so Candice LeRae can come up and beat her, then there's probably a lot of issues on the main roster right now that make it even, like, less worth watching. Nah, I, I think Candice is better than you're giving her credit for. I could see her beating not, It has nothing to do with, like... Like, currently, right now, as her character, no. You would have to build right. it up, but I'm not giving talent-wise, I'm, I think she could go. I'm not taking away anything talent-wise, but again, it's what... Look what we've... Look what you she's done, like... 
why all of a sudden are we having this conversation now that like, oh, no, I think she could be fine. But you've never once mentioned in three years how Candice LeRae hasn't held the title. So it's like we've never had the con- – nobody's ever had the conversation with her in NXT for three years. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh, she could definitely – like, no. It's not, I've said it's not- several podcasts that she should be champion. There's a lot of I told her should, that her and Johnny should have been a power. Right, there's a lot of people ago. who should be champion, but like there's you logically have to make it happen. I don't logically see at this point in time how we could get Candice LeRae a belt yeah, outside of her just being like old one in NXT and on a short reign. At this point, yes, because I think they've missed the boat multiple times. But I think there was multiple uh, opportunities ever since she turned heel to give her a push and give her a title. And but again, every it, time they were like, no, we're going with the her other Her time person. in NXT, though, she's been outshined constantly by Shayna Baszler, by Kari Sane, by uh, she was at the tail end of when uh, um, I wish we'd bring up all the NXT Women's Champions because she's definitely was outshined by Shayna Baszler. She was definitely outshined a lot by of Kari that, that. She's a There's, whole different thing. But that's so Shayna Baszler is a one of a kind. For, like, so she's what Ronda Rousey should have been. Right. So then it's almost like NXT WWE has been making the right call. And it's just why would that change on the main roster? I think, like, there's a lot of people, like, Ember Moon was champion at one point, and now she's back on NXT, like... Right, there's no way Candice LeRae would be. Like, Rhea Ripley, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Ember Moon, like, that's a murderer's role. Yeah, I um, think she's on the show now that has a better thing that she couldn't get a title on the main roster. I think, though, I actually think the women's division on SmackDown and Raw are weak compared to NXT. I think NXT is insanely strong right now. Like, the only way it gets better is if Shayna's smart and goes back down and gets the title again. Like, she just keeps getting ruined by Vince because Vince doesn't like her. I will say, reason. no, I think Shayna's time is up with NXT. I don't, I would not like Shayna going down. She would never go back. Because no, she's. But even hypothetically, guard. I don't think it's smart business to have Shayna beat Rhea Ripley or Io Shirai. No, she needs to be champion, not tag team champion. And the, like, the tag team champion is just so irrelevant. And it's so annoying. Like, they could have made that legitimate. They tried for the first couple months, and now it's like, it's kind of a gimmick belt. Like, they aren't even in tag team matches. They Wait, you mean to tell me that? Tag team wrestling is kind of shitty in WWE right now. It's I'm always shocked. Been. That's, like that's the joke, sarcasm. But it's just like that one of all. Like they don't even treat it like like when the Iconics had it or Sasha and Bayla had it. They like treated it like a tag team belt, and they had it like uh, Nia and Shayna have just been so like singles competitor minded. Just look at all tag teams in all WWE, like men's and women's. It's just it, we've talked about this before. It's just kind of like. But that's the thing. They have the talent and they could make it great. Sure. And they just continually choose sure. not to make it great. Like right now, I actually think we have a great match. Like it's Hurt Business versus New Day for the tag titles to decide who's facing the SmackDown champions at Survivor Series. I, I like I want Hurt Business to win. Like I think there's good tag teams. They're not out. though because they're it's going to be New Day versus Street Profits because they've already teased. They're teasing some sort of like Big E um, Street Profits sort of feud. Yeah, but they could also still do that even if they don't. Like, when they go to SmackDown, he could be like, oh, it's a good thing you guys didn't face – like, they could have Street Profits beat Hurt Business and then have him be like, oh, it's a good thing you guys didn't have to face the New Days. You wouldn't have got that W. And he just, like, kind of, like, slow grinds into it. But that means, like, he has to be a jerk. I'd rather see the story – I'd rather see the story advance in the ring with matches instead of just with words. I I don't think – but feuding was the Street Profits would just be – what does that do for either of them? I mean, what are they Street Profits doing now? Name one other tag team on SmackDown. Shinsuke Cesaro. Name another. Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. Are they still, though? Yeah. Are they? They literally just faced the Street Profits, like, last week. 
You sure that wasn't just a throw? I just like. I'm just saying you're like name a tag team. Boom. Name. I feel name sure, but I, so my point is, is that would you rather see Street Profits like doing something with Big E or just another mindless match with Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler? No, I would like to see them rebuild the tag division. And like I said, like we were talking about today, about how like Jimmy could finally. I know. I agree with you. No, they always do it. It happens. It's a cycle. Every like year or two, they build up the tag team, make it insane, destroy it, wait another year or two, do it again, destroy it. When was it insane? I do. When SmackDown was just good with uh, the Usos, the New Day, uh, not even Cesaro and Shinsuke. I think they had the bar at the time. Like they had a bunch of tag teams and they made it relevant. Like it was back when Good Brothers was still with the NX, like was still with WWE. Like this is going back like a year or two ago. Like I said, they go through cycles where like tag teams great, then they, all of a sudden they forget what they're doing with it. Tag team falls mm-hmm. off. They do a bunch of single stuff. Then they rebuild the tag team division. Then they destroy it. it that's just the cycle of WWE for the last fifteen years. I would say maybe maybe ten to fifteen years. The titles have just been like a build up, a letdown, a build up, a letdown. It's just. What they do is annoying. Tag titles just don't mean it. It just seems like so everybody holds like so tag team tag the tag titles change so much. Yeah, you want to know why you feel that way? Because they don't have real tag teams win the belts. They're like, oh hey, Riot Squad, Iconics, you guys are real tag teams and you've been together for a while. All right, Shane and I, we don't know what to do with you. Go win the tag title. Well, why? Yeah, like, that's a solid point. At least they could have built them up. Like I told you months ago <laughs> when they first fought each other that either they were going to keep fighting each other or they're going to do the Shazaro sheamus thing where they kept fighting until they worked together as a team and then they go get win the tag team titles. Instead, they took them off air for a couple months, brought them back, was like tag titles, here you go. And now they've just been bickering about who's like the better, better singles competitor. Shinsuke Cesaro, when they had tag teams like Heavy Machinery, they were just like, yo, Randos, here you go. Like they just randomly put them together and was like, here's a tag title. Like they keep doing that with the tag titles, which is the most infuriating thing because they'll get someone like Street Profits or New Day to like go win the titles and kind of make it relevant again. Just to lose it to like a random team that just got thrown together. Yeah, but when they when they don't know what to do with a lot of wrestlers, they just like bam tag team. Yeah, here's what they need to do: they need to make non-title match single single matches worth something. Are you saying like how many times have they we could use a ranking system where your wins and your losses Gee, were relevant? Yeah, it's almost Holy like that. It's almost spikes. like if you don't know what to do with somebody, like. Put them in singles matches where, like, it means something and you can tell, like, another story yeah, even that doesn't involve belts. Even if there's not a story, you could keep track. Like, they used to do power rankings. It could be, like, oh, they're climbing up to where, oh, this person just won five matches in a row. Like, he he has a right to go for the IC title now. He has the right for the U.S. And so they're like, crap, we don't know what to do with you people. Uh, Tag team. Why not? Like, we want to use the both of you. So just go have a tag team match. And it's just, like... They've had so many great tag teams over the years, but how many of them had titles? 50% of them, and the other 50% were randoms. Like like I said, the bar, they built them into a tag team. They didn't just throw them together. You had the bar, Viking Raiders. They built Angel Garza and Andrade into a tag team. They didn't just put them together. Uh, Street Profits, Usos, New Day, Heavy Machinery. Uh, and they've just had great tag teams over the years. Even at, like FTR was great at the time, and they just kind of they got embarrassed, which is why they wanted to leave. They had to do stupid segments mm-hmm. with Usos where they put yeah. Icy Hot on their balls, and then they were dragging their ass on the ring. No wonder why they left because they didn't want to. They weren't there for the money and the comedy. They cared about wrestling and respect. Which sure they've been a little stale in AEW, but I think they were better in WWE than people gave them credit for. But it was the fact that they just got used as a joke. And, like, that's what they do with the tag teams. They'll just – they pick one or two, choose them as their favorites, and then have the – Primo and Epico. 
another example, a great tag team that had potential that like they would use to be a filler. And it got to the point where they f- didn't even know they were still under contract. WWE was like, yo, we got a match for you tonight. They were like, what? We're, we're still employed by you guys? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we can be there in two hours. Like when that happens and you don't even know you're still under contract with them because you haven't done anything in months, that that's you guys might want to reevaluate. So it's just, True. I don't know. I feel like they build up tag teams. They sign great tag teams. And then look at Insanity. That was also when SmackDown was getting good. They brought Insanity up, and they had so many things. And said that team got broken up. One of them's back in Impact. One of them went to Imperium. Yeah, I mean, one of them's three, back in three of the four people of Insanity are still with WWE. One of them has a relevant career, I three guess. Killing Dane Killian hasn't done Dane, anything. Killing Dane is honestly in NXT. He's like they're building a tag team. They're doing now, exactly what you said. But how with long Killian has he Dane? been in NXT like, since the breakup, and they haven't done anything? Right, but they're doing it now. They're yeah, taking now. our advice because they listen. But I mean, uh, and then Alex, also, I feel Alex like Wolf that's just a, fine in Imperium. Yeah, oh, Imperium's um, fine. Nikki like, Cross has had an incredible like revitalization. But I still feel like Alex Wolf. Like when you think of Imperium, I don't think he's the fourth guy because there's four people. Like. He's not right. the first person I think of. Like, he's there because they needed a fourth guy. Like, I guess you could call him successful, but I still feel like it was just like sure. – It was like when Jason Jordan got him added to S.H.I.E.L.D. It was like, eh. Like, it was the most irrelevant thing. Like, Alexander Wolf's fine. He's great. I I still think he was better in uh, Sanity, but Imperium's great. I don't think I would call it, like, super successful, but it is successful because he is on TV. He gets matches, and he is kind of relevant. I think Nikki Cross is the most relevant out of all of them. Killian Dane's only just starting to get used these past couple months when he's been on NXT for like a year now. Came back for I mean, people just to matches. lose. He's had, he's had matches. Again, you can't like. But everyone's had matches. Again, though, and I have to understand like the side of booking is you can't do something with everybody. No, but like you can't also say they're successful just because they're being jobbed out. I mean, but they're not being jobbed out. He's just getting put in matches to lose. Killian Dane? Prior to what he's, he's doing with Killian uh, Right, but prior. Drake. Sure, prior. But he was still with the company. He was still having matches. Like again, sure, I just, there's a lot of people still with the company. So they might again, not be having matches, but you can't do something with everybody and have everybody win. No, but I also wouldn't say his career is successful. So who's so who's so who whose TV time and victories do we take away so that Killian Dane gets them? I would have much rather see him get pushed than some of the like. I think he's better than Riddle. That's no Matt. Don't, I, do I not like, call him Riddle on this. Podcast. I'm calling. That's you call him. Call him Matt Riddle, or we will end the podcast now. Uh, Riddle was great in NXT, <laughs> but I personally like Killian Dane more. You, but so it's again, probably because of his accent. Sure, they, people, they don't like to push people with accents because Vince can't understand the, them. The one, my God, like bless he Killian is. Dane's heart. That is a hairy guy, and he fl- he is a that is a man's. But like, and then that look at him. Man. He just got like in way better shape than he ever was with like uh, with sanity. So I thought when he came back to NXT, he was going to do things, and said it was he like picked fights to lose. And like he's just not a dude that should be again, losing fights. There's a there's a need for somebody like that in wrestling. Not yeah. everybody can win. I don't disagree with you, but I, the thing that I disagreed you with is that he had a successful career. Having a career and a successful career are two different what things. What defines success? So like I guess like saying you were a WWE superstar, sure, paid, you, you succeeded winning some that. matches, being in storylines is not successful. Like, yeah, granted, everybody wants to win a belt. Again. There's how many people like no, I understand that. I just to me, a like successful, good career, like people are gonna remember you. When Killian Dane leaves the company, do you honestly think we're gonna be talking about him a couple right, years from now? There's hundreds of people then who've had decent WWE 
I remember just, a lot of them. That's right. That's my point. So like, we, I'm sure uh, a we lot talk of people, about James Ellsworth saying he had a better career. And when you say James Ellsworth had a better career than Killian Dane, I think that's again. Well, like, but how do we define a good career? Being a joke. So what? It wasn't what, even really a joke. By what standard are we? What What is the criteria we're using to define successful career? Because again, in wrestling, when it's scripted entertainment, there's a lot of different things you can do, and there's a lot of like criteria that get met from different people. Like John Cena, the tied for with Ric Flair as like the all-time winningest champion, sixteen-time champion, it, the face of the company. Most world titles. Most world titles. Most winning would be like our true. Sure, that's Edge, I, Raven. I'm trying to say yes. He has the most world titles, but then like who's somebody who like. Our truth did he not have a successful career? He was never world champion. He should have been way better than he it's was. not about. He's had a good career. It's not about should he have. Did our truth have a good career? Because him and John Cena had two incredibly different careers. But I'd say they're both successful. John Cena is probably a lot more successful. But I'd say our truth was still had a very successful career. So again, Killian Dane is the same thing. Just because he didn't win NXT titles and he's not winning every match doesn't mean he didn't have. Yeah, a but there's also career. a difference between being on TV every time, like. Our truths on TV every week, whether he's on a proper match or not, he's featured. Everyone knows who he, people forget. Killing Dane exists. No one forgets our truth exists. Sure, again, there's there's a there's like a level of wrestling. There's always going to be a Killian Dane. There just has to be. You have to have Killian Dane's in your wrestling company. They have Killian Dane's in Ring of Honor. They have Killian Dane's in AEW. They have Killian Dane's in Impact. They have Killian Dane's everywhere. It's part of the business. Sure, but I still wouldn't. I think you just really like Killian Dane. And no, just Killian want... Dane is great. He sure, so have... Killian Dane, we don't even just using Killian Dane as a proxy for just any mid level mid card wrestler. I don't think he should be a mid card, is what well, I've fair, been arguing. Fair, but fair. also, what started all this was the fact that we said you were trying to say three of the four people have been saying, like I think Eric Young is now having a more successful career than Killian Dane and Alexander. Sure, by Bull. wrestling standards and like winning belts, yeah. But he's in like but he's also being featured. In he's in things. he's in single A wrestling. He's in Impact. He's insane. He's he's not even the world champion anymore in like the double A's. Yeah, because he's humble and was like, I'm not going to cut the legs. Out. I talked to him. He was like, I'm not going to cut out the legs from Rich Swan when he has this like long career ahead of him. And I'm this old dude. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're like you. It sounds like you think Eric Young had a very good wrestling career. Two years, I'm going to ask a wrestling fan. Do you know where Eric Young is? Like, so. Yeah, but people, if they wa- if they were a wrestling fan and not a WWE fan, everyone knows that you like. He he couldn't have a big the, run in WWE. Uh, I mean, he had, he's had a phenomenal career. I don't think to, I don't think you could say every like. Sure, a lot of wrestling fans watch WWE, but like just because people who don't watch indie scene, like that doesn't mean they're going to know every indie wrestler. Like, but you, people will know who Eric Young is. I don't necessarily think that's true. I do. Eric Young was like AJ Styles. No, if you he's looked right at Alundra Blaze and didn't know who she was today, because and she's. Oh, okay. dude, she she's is. like fifty. I'm you, sorry, I didn't you recognize someone. Looked at a legend. And didn't know who. So don't give me this. Did you know who she was? Okay, but I talked to her. Like you didn't know who some of the. Granted, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. So and she had more work done. Granted, you've been watching wrestling way, way more than I. Sure, you watch more wrestling than I do. But that's my point. You're subjective. You're 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 you're. There's no one name and recognizing someone. You're cherry. You are cherry picking your argument so that you think wrestlers you like are going to be remembered. You said naming a name. If you talk to anyone who watched Impact Wrestling, they instantly know who Eric Young is. I will say, I think this is what. Okay, cool. I don't care about that. I'm over it because we're talking about we're talking about names and faces. I'm sorry, I didn't recognize someone who. I'm not. I'm not trying to throw you under the bus like that, but I literally used your argument against you for someone you saw with your own eyes today. Yeah, and you. And guess what? If you said Alondra Blaze's name to me, I know who she is. I can like tell you about her. Eric Young, you say his name, I can tell you about him. 
That's what I'm saying. That's you. It's because, That's not every wrestling I, fan. Yeah, no, every WWE fan. No, they will not know who Eric Young is because he was not very relevant. So, in WWE. so you're saying that if you talk to wrestling fans that watched Impact, like Eric Young is one minute. of the founding fathers. So you're saying that the people who watch the specific program know who it is, but people who watch different wrestling programs won't know who he is. I agree with that because <laughs> what I've said to you, and I say this multiple times, there was two. Now there's three types of wrestling fans. There's WWE fans, AEW fans, wrestling fans. Wrestling fans are like you and I that will watch every promotion because we just want to watch wrestling. Casually. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I you say, casually, I watch anything I and everything because I, I just do not watch. I'll give you. I don't watch Ring of Honor. Do you watch Ring of Honor? I actually watch Ring of Honor. I'm a a boring thirty year old man. Because there's there's one person I care about in there, and I just like Marty Scurll. Yeah, and like that's it. Everyone else went to AEW, and I'm like, oh crap. I like just don't care. But like, is Jay Lethal still there? Like, he might be the other guy I care about. Oh god, I mean, like, I'll I'll let you know. Like, (laughs) but Impact? Do I watch the episodes? No. Do I watch the recaps every week and see what's happening? Yes. I can tell you what's happening at Turning Point. Like, I know who's champion, who's not champion, but like. So, like, I can tell you about all these different promotions. When you can talk to people, they'll be like, oh, I like our friend Phil. We've said it multiple times. I 100% say he is an AEW fan. Like, he'll kind of, like, keep notice on what's going on in the other ones. But he's one of the dudes that has double standards that if AEW does something, it's great. They're just making fun of WWE. If WWE does something, oh, it's trash. It's horrible. And there's WWE fans who say, oh, WWE is great. AEW is trash. Me, I have no double standards. I will watch I, everything. I love everything. And that's why I used to say there was only two wrestling fans. Now there's three because AEW exists. I 100%. I think that a lot of – but there's also a lot who are less wrestling fans. Yeah, than that. Uh, yeah, but I, my original point is I think that they're – there are people who are having successful careers, but everybody wants to be champion. Everybody wants to win in wrestling. It's it, everybody can't. Sure, that's all I'm. But saying. I would also That's give you like if someone didn't watch Impact, yeah, they won't know who Eric Young is because it, they probably won't remember him because he didn't have the most successful career in the main roster. And if they didn't watch NXT, because even in WWE, there are still people who only watch main rosters but not NXT. And no offense, if you listen to this and you are one of those people, that's ridiculous. NXT is phenomenal. It's been phenomenal for years. But, yeah, they won't know people. Just like if I say, oh, who's Abyss to a like a WWE fan? They'll be like, who is that? I'll be like, it's the guy that was with AJ for two weeks. But, like, him, Eric Young, uh, Jeff Hardy, Sting, AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, like, all these names are, like, so not, like, if you say Impact Wrestling and you don't think of those names, like, you're probably 12 and you just started watching the show. Like Samoa Joe, sure. like all these big names, like they were like, if you talk impact wrestling, they're there. Like I even talked to Eric Young. I was like, yeah, dude, I've been watching since you with team Canada. And he's like, yeah, I know real original name. Right. I'm <laughs> like, Hey, but a 10 year old Ralph remembered it. So, like, so I, I just, I don't think that Eric Young would be in conversation with, but I also just think like you were, you're like, you didn't recognize a laundry blaze. Yeah. I didn't remember what I didn't mean to like. offend you. But when I saw that. Thunder Rose, I was like, Hey, there's Thunder but, Rose. <laughs> Sure, because Thunder Rosa still wrestles now. Yeah, and then guess what? In 20 years, when I haven't seen her in five years, I'll be like, who's that? I'm just saying, oh, and you'll be like, that's Thunder Rosa. I'm like, oh, shit, why didn't I recognize her? You know, Where's I, her face paint? All I was saying was that like you you think that people are going to like remember all these people when, like, no, it's not true. And I just used you and me as an example of, no, people no, don't I, remember everything and everybody. I was just bringing it up Doesn't because she, I think specifically success. Eric Young was super successful in Impact, which is why he came to WWE because they finally signed him. So if anyone knows his career, they will know about him. I'm, that's what I'm saying. If they didn't see him or watch Impact, they'll be like, oh, that rando from Insanity? Maybe. But if anyone watched even Impact for like a year at any given point, like Eric Young is such a like integral part of that. 
Sure, and I, I agree. Like Eric Young, by wrestling standards, is like probably had a very good career. But like again, we're we're talking about like by what standard defines a good career? Yeah, and I would just say like if we're comparing Killian Dane and oh, Eric yeah. Young, Eric Young had a way better career. Sure, sure. But again, I I, I still think Killian Dane had one, and he has potential to have more. You know, maybe if he gets fired tomorrow, then maybe it wasn't as great. But dude, if he gets fired tomorrow, I'd be shocked. Because there's who's like what's an example of like somebody who um you know we can just say it like Zelina Vega, probably not a great wrestling career. I I know we're going along. good managing career. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, she got paid to walk around. We'll talk about like you know I, I'm definitely because I I think with what happened with Zelina Vega, unless you're a lawyer or you represent a labor union, like shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about contracts. You don't know anything about what goes on in unions. So everybody online is a fucking expert, is a lawyer, and I'm swearing a lot because I'm riled up about this because I with what's happening between Zelina Vega, Twitch, Page, WWE, I have no say in it. It. Honestly, sounds like a shitty situation for everybody. You feel for the wrestlers. That's all I'm going to say about it. But I was a good. Did you like that segue? Because unfortunately, <laughs> like I don't think too many people are going to remember Zelina Vega because she's going to have a successful. Yeah, so streamers will know her and be like, "Oh, sure. she was a wrestler." Sure. They won't even know she's a wrestler. Like sure. I would say, she had a lackluster wrestling career, and if she wasn't a manager of Andrade, she wouldn't have had a wrestling career. Like. She had a couple matches. She wasn't bad, but like you talk about small people, the yeah, she's she was tiny. Yeah, she, she was, was tiny. super tiny. Like she's like at least like Candice LeRae's over five foot tall. Like Selena <laughs> Vega is probably like four ten at best. Like so, yeah, I, I would give her like yeah, she's an example of not a great wrestling career, a fine managing career. But sure. now she's no longer there, and I think she's gonna have a great Twitch career. And like you know, I'll touch on like the only thing I have to say about the Twitch thing is I understand if WWE doesn't want them using their ring names. So they can keep it disassociated. Like if you do something bad on Twitch and you're using that name, it now could like correlate to them. So if they were like, hey, if you want to use this and we have to go over ground Mm -hmm. rules, that's one thing. If they were like, you can use Twitch, but not our name. I'd also be okay with that. But it's obviously a lot deeper than that. I hope there's a deal that can be made so that everybody wins. I think it's a shitty situation. I think it would be fair if WWE was just like, you can stream. You can't use this name that we have trademarked that you can make money off of because that's just how politics and rights and 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 things work. It seems like a lot of wrestlers want to unionize. Like, I am not going to comment on that at all because, again, I'm not a lawyer. Ralph's not a lawyer. I've never – How do you know? Oh, shit. I could have passed the bar. You don't know. Well, passing the bar doesn't make you a lawyer. It does. No. Passing the bar means you can apply to get your law to practice law. Yeah. And then you can get be a lawyer. You still have to pass the bar, right? But that's that's not like you're a lawyer. There's still like more steps after. Yeah, a couple steps. So okay, like the it's like saying like, (laughs) hey, your final midterm counts for ninety percent of your grade. Yes, I know what you. And that's like saying the other ten (laughs) percent is the most relevant part. No, the ninety percent, which is the bar, is the most. Well, that's that's the hardest part. Yeah, and the most relevant part. No, because you're not a lawyer. If you don't pass the bar, you can't be a lawyer. Right, but passing the bar doesn't make you a lawyer. It pretty much so you need, you need it's like you need it one just with becomes the other. paperwork you need, afterwards. You need one with the other. No, that's it's like, like a, you're trying to say like, like yeah, Arnold yeah. Palmer half and half. It's a perfect 50-50 mix. No, this is Captain and Coke. You have a lot this of Coke, is, which no, is I'm your saying, bar degree. If you, have, and you have a little bit of Captain, which is all the paperwork and everything else. I mean, if you no, I'm saying if you have a car but not a license, you can't go drive that car. But well, if you, you could. But if you got your driver's license and you don't have a car, then cool. You're allowed to drive a car, but where's your car? You got to go get your car. You could. You just would get in trouble if you drive bad, your license. Bad you drive your car without a license. I'm just saying. Yes, the bar. Is you the can get your part. license without having a car. 
and you can get a car without having a license. Yeah, you can pass you, the bar and not become a lawyer. Yeah, but you can't become a lawyer without passing the bar. Yes, I agree. But you have to pass the bar to become a lawyer. Therefore, if you pass the bar, you're effectively right, a you, lawyer. All I'm saying, you said was, how do you know I'm not a lawyer? I passed the bar. And I said, that doesn't mean you're a lawyer. That means you did the hardest part to becoming a lawyer. Yeah, and then maybe I did the paperwork. <laughs> and I became a, you don't know me, Paul. How long is this podcast been? You don't know. You didn't even know I had a cat that passed away was until I so told you. And see, you're fine. See, I keep my personal things separate. I know how to keep personal and professional what things. What personal things do I not keep separate? You don't even know my middle name. I know everything about you. Yeah, I know. How long is this podcast been? How uh, long? I was going to say, we so, we got fired up for this podcast. A lot of cool stuff going on. Yeah, we definitely get fired up over How long things. was it for real? Uh, a lot. It's like we're all ter- like teetering on an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. This might, we might set a record here. This is a good one. Oh, it might be a record. But either way, like... Let us know. Would you she, like bi-weekly podcasts? Because we get more fired up during these uh, bi-weekly podcasts. Yeah, we get fired up when we talked about stupid things that we don't agree about. Like, if... <laughs> who had a successful career? Like, is, is our podcasting career successful? Let, let us know in the comments. No. Probably we, not. We can already answer that. No. But <laughs> like, either way, like it's because we both get on tangents. And like we barely even talked about Survivor Series, but now we're talking. We're spending more time on to, Selena though. Vega and Twitch. Well, that's a, that's a big deal in the wrestling world. It so, is. It's so the point is. where like politicians are involved. Again, politicians I'm were gonna, involved beforehand. I'm going to let the lawyers and the politicians and the whoever get involved, whatever. I'm not going to touch on that. Yeah, I, I do not disagree. We don't have a place for that. Like, if you want to talk business and you want me to help you like run a business, especially in a hobby like related thing. Yeah, I just did that for the past five, six years. I could help you. I could give advice. You want me to help you unionize? Nah, dude. I don't know nothing about that. I haven't been in a union in 10 years since I worked at the airport. I have never been in a union. And even then, I barely knew. I just know I paid them $40 a month <laughs> to be in a union so I could have a job. That's all I know. And the one time the airport tried to fire me, the union saved my job. That's all I know. I don't know anything else about them. Uh, so, like, I understand if they might want to unionize. Either way, I still think it is fair for WWE to let these people do these third-party things. But it's also fair for them to ask not to use the things they own. Like, it's just like one thing, like say I owned all the trademarks to face the heel and Paul tried to make money off it. I'd be like, whoa, you can't do that. Whereas if Paul was just like, yeah, I'm Paul Harder. Here's my career. Now come watch my stream. Yeah, I can't be mad at that, but it's not your full name. They don't even know if that's your name. If you didn't say anything, they wouldn't have known. That's not you. I could have made up a name. Who used the last name of that? That's a stupid last name. Well, this was a fun podcast. I think we're going on two hours now, so we're going to go ahead. An hour eight. But either way, uh, I'll probably watch, keep watching streams because I loved Up, Up, Down, Down. I hope that continues. Selena Vega's not bad. She's actually pretty decent at games. I'd keep watching her. I don't watch. I do. I watch a lot. I also stream. So by all means, people, if there's anyone Plug listening. Plug it. Plug it. And you want to come watch uh, Edgar Allan Pones, P-O-W-N-S, come on join me. I stream three days a week, maybe more. If I get followers, I'll quit my job. I'll stream five days a week, seven days a week, every day. I got nothing else to do if I quit my job. Till then, I got to work four days a week. Don't we all? Well, I don't know what you do. You might work five days. You might work zero days. I don't know what you do, even though I just said I know everything about you. <laughs> but your, your career keeps changing during the pandemic. It does. No, I've, I've had the same career. Today. I mean, you had the same career. I mean, your hours and days. It does. Changes. Pandemic Mine is very crazy. Monday through Thursday, come make us some plastic bags. And I'm like, hey, you got it. Here's some plastic bags. Have, I'm going to go home now. Do you have trivia or anything? Or are we just going to end this? I didn't do it. Do we have like trivia? You know, I'm going to come up Okay, Ralph, I have a trivia question. Okay, who, fine. Who was at the table next to Kelly Kelly and Candace Michelle? Shit. <laughs> uh, to the left or to the right? Oh, geez. Uh, to the left, I believe. Oh, my God. The, the dude that took the phone and took a picture? No, next to him. Kelly Kelly? No, next to her. 
The dude that took my picture. No, no, between them. There's someone in between them? Yeah. Was it Alondra Blaze? I don't think so, maybe. Oh. Was it the rando that I had to talk to to get pictures? <laughs> no, that's uh, so that's our trivia question for the week. That, that was that was fun. This has been fun. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about the week we took off. Two. The, we took Technically two. two because, Sorry about the two weeks. Because we last took week's off. Uh, episode unfortunately got screwed up, so I wasn't able to post it. So we apologize for that. But go Sorry ahead for getting strep throat. And give us a like on Facebook and give us a like on Twitter. I'm not going to tell you where to go. Go find it yourself. It's part of the fun. On Twitch, I greatly appreciate that. We will tell you where to go, like Ralph on Twitch, Edgar Allen Pones, P W N S. P O W N S. P O W N S. Pones. Pones. So the easiest way to do this, if you find us on Facebook, Face the Heel, there is a nice little link tree button that has all of our stuff right there. Has our Facebook, our Twitter, my has our podcast pregame podcast meals. Uh, it does not. I could add that, though. If people <laughs> want to know information, I could add little bio links. But it has a lot of things that people can go follow us at. And if people start following us, that giveaway can go off. So we're still building towards that. And someone can win a signed Ric Flair Funko. That could be you. But anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today. My name is Paul. That is Ralph. We'll see you soon.